coming up, want to know how media can be a power for good? We'll ask Bill. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack, episode 67. Uh, in previous episodes, and if you've been watching for a while, you'll know that uh, we support an amazing organization called the Population Media Center. Uh, today, I'm so happy to be joined by Bill Ryerson, who is the founder and president uh, of Population Media Center. And so we're gonna learn a little bit more from Bill about the amazing work that they do, and also how you can get involved and support some of their great initiatives. All coming up on Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. So, Bill, welcome to Media Snack. Tom, thank it, you for having me. It's so good to have you in London. And you're on your way back to the US. Yes, coming from Uganda and Rwanda, where I've spent last week uh, looking at projects that we have in development or underway in those two countries. And what, are, what projects have you, are these new projects for PMC? Uh, in the case of uh, Rwanda, it'll be our third project there. In Uganda, it'll be our first. Brilliant. Good. So for, for those, I mean, we did an episode back in December, I think, where um, Steph in uh, my team, Steph and I were talking about the work that we're doing to support PMC. Um, but I don't want to talk about our work. I want to talk about your work. Uh, so for those that, that aren't familiar with Population Media Center, how do you describe it as an organization? It's a charitable organization working internationally using principles of psychology regarding behavior adoption and behavior modification to change social norms on key issues related to development, human rights, uh, particularly women's rights, and reproductive health. Uh, we use a media strategy that creates long-running serials in which key characters evolve gradually into role models for the audience after we've captured a huge audience. And by huge audience, I mean in many countries, we will have 50% or more of the population tuning into the program. Uh, in African countries, these are often radio serials, which is yeah. still the dominant medium in Africa. But over time, we're actually able to see changes in social norms on the issues we're addressing among the general public. Mm. And, and this stuff is, I mean, it's brilliant work and it has an impact. And, and where you've shared with us some of the case studies, and we will link to a lot of the PMC resources because uh, it's, it's mind-blowing the effect that this has. It really significantly changes behavior. Yeah. But it's really exciting from a marketer's perspective, and which is why you know, I'm really keen that we share, it's because you know, you call them serial dramas, but these are soap operas. Are soap these, operas. these are these are really close to marketers' hearts. Were funded uh, in early days by you know, soap powders and detergents and things like that. Um, and and we want to get brands kind of back involved, right, in supporting these these kind of initiatives. Exactly, it's an opportunity for brands to be associated with programs that are seen by the public as very uh, positive and. Uh, that they love, to the point that, in fact, uh, we get thousands of letters and text messages from our uh, audience members saying they have named their own baby after one of our characters. So there's a real bond there. And when we're involved with a brand, it can actually have a dramatic effect on that brand's reputation with the public. Yeah, of course, yeah. And and why is why is they, why are these things so 
powerful because this is this is different to you know public information broadcasting, isn't it? And or government kind of messaging. Yeah. Why it, is this so powerful? The the key issue is people don't go home at night to watch or listen to documentaries or to hear public health messages. Mm. They're going home at night to be entertained and to relax. And involvement in entertainment programs is where most of the people can be found. So once you know the media consumption pattern in a particular country, which we do a lot of work to understand, then we can be on prime time uh, with a program that over time attracts a huge audience mm -hmm. and in 150 or 200 episodes have a shift in some of the characters' behavior demonstrating to the audience how to overcome the obstacles to change and yeah. demonstrating the benefits of the new behavior and at the same time measure uh, changes in norms among the public. Yeah, and, and this is, you know, for, the, for marketers that are watching this that, you know, perhaps they've relied on the equivalent of public service broadcasting. They've relied on, you know, putting TV ads out there trying to sell their products mm -hmm. and thinking about content marketing, thinking about how to develop narratives and long-term stories around their brands and build audiences, those kind of things. There's a huge amount that you can learn from the work that Bill and PMC are doing um, because this is content marketing, but you've been doing it for decades. Yes. Way before lots of brands got excited about it. Tell us some of the, some of the impacts that it had because some of the statistics are just phenomenal. People get so absorbed by these programs, and rather than trying to reach people intellectually with information, we're modeling behavior. And what happens is illustrated by a story out of Ethiopia, where we did a program modeling HIV testing and family planning use, among other issues. Mm. And we did a baseline survey of 3,000 people, a post-broadcast survey of 3,000 people, and exit interviews among 14,000 reproductive health clients at clinics. And what we found was the endline survey revealed 46% of the population of Ethiopia were regularly listening to this program on Radio Ethiopia. The entire population? Yes, 46% of the population, wow. of age 15 to 59. Wow. The endline survey showed that married women who were listening had almost tripled in their self-reported use of family planning from 14% at the baseline to 40% yeah. by the end of the program. Non-listeners had a slight increase, but the increase among listeners was two and a half times the increase among non-listeners. On HIV testing, male listeners reported seeking an HIV test at four times the rate of non-listeners. Female listeners reported seeking an HIV test at three times the rate of non-listeners. Mm. And this is all through the power of storytelling. We're never telling the audience what to do. Yeah. We're modeling behavior. They're eavesdropping on the lives of the characters, but they're learning from the characters, as people have learned for eons, from storytelling, yeah. what the consequences are of the characters' decisions. And then they're deciding, okay, I want to be like this character and not that one. Yeah. And they're, they're following in their footsteps. So, and it's not just it's not just Africa. You, these are programs all around the world. Tell us about the. Cause you've started programs now in domestic US as yes. well. The last few years, and that's yes. been really really 
successful. We have a program on the network Hulu, which is an online network with about 30 million viewers, called East Los High, mm. uh, filmed in East Los Angeles. Uh, it's about the lives of Hispanic teens. It's TV. Yeah. Uh, and it deals with teen pregnancy, obesity, and various other issues. It's now going into season five. Uh, it's been in the top five on Hulu for all four seasons so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a huge following and very clearly from uh, the evidence we've gathered through Google Analytics, since this is an online network, we're able to see dramatic uh, numbers of people linking from our program to uh, reproductive health and other service mm. sites. That's fantastic. And you've got plans, more, more TV shows coming as well? We, we do. We are working on a TV show uh, in New York about the lives of young people in Harlem. Mm-hmm. We're working uh, in production or co-production with Televisa uh, for a program in Mexico that we expect will play throughout Latin America. And we are doing training right now in the Philippines for a TV program there that will address reproductive health mm. issues. Brilliant. So I'm sure that people watching are thinking when we first met, like this is like 10 years ago, or more than that now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I want to get involved, I'm really, I really believe in this organisation. Uh, if you're a marketer watching, how, how can brands in, get involved? Because these are big long-term projects, yes. you know, at the very least it's product placement, which is kind of sometimes tricky to do. Um, you know, what, what are you looking for from the marketing community and how can they get involved? We've had a number of partnerships with companies that uh, have uh, both been product placement and or uh, advertising uh, during the breaks in the episodes mm-hmm. and just sponsorship where uh, what turns out to be the most popular show on the air in that country is sponsored by a particular brand. Uh, helping to build that brand's reputation. So there are many ways we can work both with the marketing side as well as with the corporate social responsibility side uh, of a company that wants to be involved in this work. Yeah, good. Um, and we, and you know, we're doing what we can to kind of help sometimes make some of those introductions. If you want to learn more about PMC, obviously we'll link and you can go direct to them if you, or come via us and you know, we're happy to help explain a bit more about some of the initiatives from a brand perspective um, and what marketers can do to help out. Um, when you work with CSR teams then di- directly, how is, that, how is that different? Because obviously that's not about you know, an advertising or a marketing initiative. Right. When you're working with corporations on CSR, how do they get involved? Is that, is that donations that they... It can be donations. Yeah. Uh, it can be specific sponsorships with a requirement for some mention of the brand in some context. Uh, yeah. And basically, we work with any company that wants to be involved to negotiate how this is going to play out. Clearly, our objective as a nonprofit organization is to bring about changes in health behaviors, environmental behaviors, and social development behaviors. And so that's always going to be part of this. Uh, for example, in Vietnam, we worked with the Voice of Vietnam to help farmers in that country adapt to changing climates. We've worked in Rwanda to model reforestation and Mm -hmm. indeed 11% of tree seedling buyers in Rwanda during the time of that broadcast named our program as the reason they had come. 
in a lot of our programs, we're modeling health behaviors. And as I mentioned in the case with Ethiopia, uh, we have healthcare workers at clinics asking new clients why they have come. And uh, in the case of Ethiopia, 18% uh, in our first program named it as the reason they had come. In Sierra Leone recently, 50% of reproductive health clients cited the program when they were asked an open-ended question of what caused you to come to the clinic. Mm. So with brands that have some connection to the health issues that we're talking about or that are selling household products or mobile phones or some other product that would be appealing to our audience, we can indeed model that as part of the behavior of the key characters. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's good. Um, it's one of the things that you touched on there, which I know is becoming kind of clearer, uh, is this, 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 the related impact, and I'm not going to do it justice, you'll do fun, you know this stuff much better than me, um, is this idea of impa gender empowerment and sexual health yeah. and the impact that then that, that has on population management yes. and then how that is related to then environmental impact. So the, it's a broad scope isn't it, that PMC has, has got, if you like. It's a, it's a big old challenge, these three-part challenges. How do, how do you talk about these things kind of differently? The ultimate health issue and the ultimate human rights issue is sustainability. Mm. Many countries are facing very difficult times because they haven't planned how to be sustainable. And when you have countries like Nigeria with very rapid population growth in the face of abject poverty, they don't know how they're going to support so many more people where they're headed. And yet, if you look at the northern part of that country, many girls are sold by their parents into marriage at 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. And they do not have a clue about family planning or women's rights they are uh, not able to uh, be educated, and they're basically the servants of their husbands. We're working to change that paradigm and to say, your grandchildren will be better off if your daughter is educated yeah. rather than married as a child, and certainly her health and the health of the children, as well as the f economic welfare of the family, will be much better if we delay marriage allow her to be educated and allow her to choose her own spouse. Mm. So once that happens, immediately you have reduced the fertility rate because uh, you're postponing the start of childbearing into adulthood. And then second, as a woman is educated, she's much less likely to have baby after baby. She learns about family planning methods and the opportunity to space her children to a healthful degree, such as three years apart. And that, of course, then improves uh, infant and child survival, and at the same time, improves the economic welfare of the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, family planning is a controversial subject in your home territory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what, what's going on? And um, is, this, is this going to affect What's the kind of the state of the funding market, really, for organizations like yours? Is it getting better or is it getting harder to kind of find public support for these kind of programs? There's a distinction between family planning and specific methods of contraception. So, indeed, 
for religious reasons or other reasons, there are some objections. Uh, there are some objections to certain methods of contraception. Yeah. However, most religions actually favor the idea of planning one's family and not having more children than you can afford to feed and care for. Mm. So our focus is not so much on the what of family planning, but on the general concept, planning for the future. Mm. Uh, I once had a banker say to me, what we're doing in promoting family planning is the same as financial planning, getting people not to be fatalistic and to live day by day, but to plan for the future so yeah. that their lives improve. And indeed, getting that concept across with regard to childbearing is a key change for people who have grown up thinking this is something that they have no control over. Mm. So when we can convey that thought, they can decide what methods are most appropriate for them to use. Yeah. Now, having said that, of course, there are dramatic changes going on in the uh, development market in general and specifically with regard to family planning and reproductive health mm. uh, given the U.S. election. And indeed, I think we're facing very challenging times in that regard because of, of what's happening in Washington. Nevertheless, and that might cut off, potentially cut off some funding sources. In, indeed, that may cut off some of the funding sources we've had. We get a lot of UN support, mm. and the UN is facing a real threat of budget cuts from the US Congress. Uh, but we also have support from seven governments, from about four dozen foundations, from several corporations, and maybe a thousand individuals. So while uh, US funding is a key concern, it's not as if we're dependent on that yeah. sole source. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get some more people involved in supporting, supporting your initiatives. There are a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Well, so thank you for coming and sharing that uh, with everybody. Uh, you know, there are opportunities for more marketers, even just to support with your professional knowledge and expertise and kind of help us all get the, the PMC message out there. Um, and also, if you're working with brands and you know you have the opportunity to support uh, these kind of good initiatives then you know seek out PMC get involved and, and speak further uh, good luck it's a long journey I love that your short term is like three years you know and then it's like a it's a 50 or 100 year mission to you know save the planet uh, which we all need to get involved in well each of our programs lasts about three years but our goal in any country is to be operating with program after program for more than 20 years because you don't change a society overnight. Yeah, great. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Good for your time. Uh, that's all for this week. Please get involved. Uh, have a great weekend.